0: Welcome to the 2017 NSH Poster Podcast Series. My name is Gail Callis, and I'm a member of NSH, a regular presenter at the NSH Annual Symposium Conventions, and currently serve as editor for the Journal of Histotechnology. Last year, NSH launched its first poster podcast series, bringing outstanding research and science from the exhibit hall to a larger audience. We are thrilled to bring this popular series back and know you will enjoy listening to the poster presenters learn something new and share their information with others. New episodes will be released each week from November through December. Thanks for listening and science on by presenting a poster with a podcast next year. Hi, this is Mary Abul, and I'm sitting with Rachel Gonzalez, and we're going to talk about her poster, and it's entitled, Highly Sensitive Rabbit Monoclonal Anti-PDL1 Clone OR5E3 and OR5H8 Antibodies for IHC Screening of Non-Small Cell Lung Carcinoma, Bladder Cancer, and Melanoma. Hi Rachel, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing fine. Good. A little bit
1: nervous, but I'm uh, doing. Good. You'll <laughs> fine. be fine. I I did a lot of talking at the poster. <laughs> um, I did not expect that much attention.
0: That's awesome. Well, yes. PDL1 is a big thing right now. I know that yes. all my clinicians are calling into the department asking us to do PDL1 staining on a lot of the lung tumors. Yes. And uh, it's a hot topic. So you know, what brought you to this point of wanting to do? Um, the research that you've done? So, what um, started was we wanted to um,
1: test the idea of making rabbit monoclonals. Um, our company is very good about making mouse monoclonals, and then um, we did like a bunch of mm-hmm. mouse monoclonals, and then we were like, oh, PDL1, it's the hot topic. Mm-hmm. We're ready for this. So, we tested and we made two clones. We thought we were going to get something good, but what we end up getting is something very good. So, um, I, I just ran some simple tests right away against the um, clones on the market, um, both, uh, I'll have to look at this, um, the SP142, the 28.8, and we found our antibody to work as well or better. And it was like um, we were late in coming into the market but we also found that a lot of people were complaining to us that they're not getting consistency with the staining and they're not getting reproducibility. Mm-hmm. And scoring is difficult because yes. you, you have problems with, um, you, you want to know that you're getting a really good stain. But what we're finding um, is that we have developed these antibodies that not only pick up the strong stainers, but the weaker cells mm-hmm. that are expressing and you just need a little bit of pdl one to shut off the T regulatory cells. So if you just have a little bit present, it's enough to shut it off. Um, we, I actually, because I never do anything small, I, I, I took advantage of the fact that I work at a place where it's like a little kitchen for me. I have tissues, I have antibodies, I have everything I want to play with and do it. And this is an idea for somebody like me. Not only am I involved in testing all the antibodies, but every once in a while they let me go play. So. Aww. I decided, oh, I should look at lung cancer, bladder Mm -hmm. cancer. At the time when I started this project, bladder cancer was just being um, done clinical trials to get it um, FDA approved. And um, I was at a meeting when they first found out that it was getting approved. And I also did melanoma because that was the first one that was looked at. It was really exciting to see that we could develop an antibody that was good, but also to be able to look at all the different antibodies across the board, to see the different expression patterns, and to see if we could figure out what makes it tick. So I have to say with my poster right now, I got a lot of people come by, but um, I did have DACO come by and tell me that the 28-8 needs to have uh, a linker, which mm. was not known to me, and as I was talking to other people at the at the poster session, a lot of people are, did not know this, and they also decided that they needed to
0: do the linker. Okay. So. well, and the, and I know that they have their own FDA approved kit, kit yes. which I know you're probably using it off. Um, yes off of that fda approved protocol right you're doing everything manually Manually? yes that's that's what i thought i remember you saying so
1: i know i i wish i had an instrument but Daco did say that um that it should work as well manually as um so and we find that our antibodies work really well um both um Manually, but um, we've had people from who, testing our antibodies at BioCare, mm-hmm. and they said not only does it work well on the BioCare instrument, they've used it on Ventana's instrument, and they really liked it. So they know that it works well in the staining. So it does translate from manual to because you have to start somewhere, and so. Sure, mm-hmm. yes. no, and that
0: makes sense. Yeah, I know that you told me that the staining that you have on, on the pictures that are on your poster, which are very beautiful. Thank um, you. That the tumor cells and the inflammatory cells are, are staining okay. in those. Yes. So explain what you're planning on doing.
1: So um, <clears throat> when I was first looking at this, I, I was just decided to score across because I just wanted to see. Are we picking up the same thing with the different antibodies? And I mm-hmm. did find that, but I I also like start realizing, hey, these are inflammatory cells. I recognize these. And if you look at um, panel two of um, figure two, it's the normal lung cell carcinoma, um, or non-small cell lung carcinoma. Right. Um, you see all of the positive staining is macrophages there. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the tumor cells are not staining, it's all macrophages. But the the non-small cell lung carcinoma in number one, you see a, a ton of staining in both the tumor cells and in the um, immune cells. And so this tells you that you need to have a good marker to be able to pick up both, because if, if the immune cells are expressing, you can see in panel three of that, um, I'm just going to say N-S-C-L-C. <laughs> you can just see the the really dark cells are the immune cells. Um, I did this um, by testing a bunch of immune markers to know mm-hmm. that those were the immune cells. And what you see is that the tumor all around those immune cells are not as, as high as those, but they're mm-hmm. still expressing a, quite a bit. So it, it goes to play. And unfortunately, I wasn't, these cases were collected before PDL1 came out. Mm. I have these cases, but it would be interesting to see how ours correlates with uh, actual treatment protocols or figuring out which is best. So, sure. Um, it, I looked at a bunch of the tumor cell markers, both CD3E, Epsilon, or CD20, CD8A, CD68, and FOXP3. And what I found with all of these is that there is like a a spatial difference within the tumor of seeing the um, expression patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, And I noticed this really significantly with CD20 in the the melanoma compared to the other cancers. But I cannot say that this is a perfect test. So I'm going to pull other blocks from the same tumor and hopefully look at these to see if this actually um, gives me a an idea so all of these um antibodies because i didn't want to remember all the clone names because (laughs) it's too much work they are hard so i made it on the in the design and methods i did put a little table so you can see exactly which clone i used and the reason i did that was because oridine has tons of antibodies they have tons of cd3 epsilon or tons of CD20, and I wanted you to be able to repeat the experiment using the exact antibodies that I have. And they also have a ton of tissue that we I can do. So, for the researcher, this is like candy. You mm-hmm. know, you get to, I can pull all these blocks there. Um, the pathology report is listed. Um, mm-hmm. the, the initial diagnosis was taken from a pathologist, and that has been uh, they were collected under HIPAA standards, so you can have the actual report. And if I wanted to go back to where they were collected, I can get additional information. So, Wonderful.
0: Um, do you envision taking the, diff- the multiple clones that you might that you have and mm-hmm. mixing them in a cocktail and, and trying to see what they do in it, that way? I thought about that, especially
1: because we have this. Um, we have. A Miles Monoclonal, and it's clone uh, UMB229. Now, we have a CE-marked clone. We have a regular clone, and then we have a CE-marked clone. Um, when they did the CE-marked clone, they re cloned it. And whatever they did in their re cloning of this, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the catalog number is CE00085. Don't quote me on that, but that might be correct. <laughs> um, it's really strong mm-hmm. so you can in the image that you see at the in figure 3 the very top one it's the same as the non small cell lung carcinoma of the very of figure 2 the very top one so it's the number one carcinoma and when you look at the staining of these although the first four are sequential sections and this is actually number 10 of the sequential section it's night and day. You mm-hmm. can really see the tumor lighting up, and this may be picking up what the others can't, or sure. maybe we are
0: optimizing to conditions that pick it up better. So, sure. Yeah. But it I, looks like you've got two really nice clones, and putting them together might, you know, really yeah. make everything stand out. And- yes. Yeah, so I know. It's it's kind of fun <laughs> and exciting, and I talk to a lot
1: of um, labs, and and they say they have difficulties working with some of the clones, mm-hmm. that they're not always reproducible, which is kind of nerve-wracking to me. Because <laughs> that, that is the one thing I want to make sure that we do. And I think we do a lot with our clones to make sure that they're very specific. Mm-hmm. Because at Origin, we developed this technology when we first um, started um, working on these Ultramab antibodies, and we where we plate them out, or we played out a an 18,000 chip array on mm-hmm. a glass slide and we test the antibody specificity and I'm not going to say who but we have found that some of the clones on the market for different genes mm-hmm. are not as specific and this makes it but I'm not speaking about the PDL ones. We haven't tested those. Sure. And, and they can have their antibodies tested if they want on our chip. But <laughs> I don't want to make anyone mad.
0: It's available for everybody. Right. Well, that's, yeah. I think that's a, a great way to, to yeah. analyze them and. and... Right. So, uh,
1: some of the things that we're doing, I mean, because these clones are still kind of new is that we're doing the knockouts, um, you know, or I think they're called knockouts, where you knock out the protein. Mm -hmm. And we also test overexpression. I think we have enough information to show the specificity. Mm -hmm. Um, The two rabbit clones, we still are working on those tests. We just wanted to optimize them for staining. Um, We know that um, uh, clients of ours have tested it on their Vintan machine and on Biocares machine, and they liked it, they thought the staining was really good, and they were comparing them to the clones in that environment, Mm -hmm. so. um, I also got uh, Daco to promise me, and I hope they do, um, to get me the the linker, because Mm -hmm. uh, at least the staining in my hands shows their clones very weak, and when I talked to customers, they were finding the same thing, and I want to present the data correctly. Sure. So
0: Yeah. No, that's great. I think um, many of us, mm-hmm. you know, who don't have the equipment that's required for FDA approval, would yeah. like to have an alternative. Yes. And uh, yeah, our clinicians are
1: clamoring for
0: that. So. Yes.
1: And we're trying to make antibodies. Like um, what I didn't show here is we have another antibody, CTLA4, which is also looked at at the same time. Um, with PDL one, mm-hmm. and we are finding that labs or pathology labs are liking it, and they are actually designing protocols mm-hmm. to replace what they have on the
0: machines with adding this one. So, um, when you went through this whole process, did you have some surprises that you found that? Yes, um, you know, I really... did, and I'm. So one of the mm-hmm. things that I talked about was the, the CD twenty, but the
1: other thing that I found is. Fox 3 is a nuclear protein. It's expressed in T regulatory cells, I think, or, anyway. I I found it mostly to be where I expected it to be, except for like four or five of the melanoma, or carcinomas. I actually found cytoplasmic expression. So I now, I know we did all the other testing with the 18,000 chip array or 10,000 chip array. I don't know which one they use. Um, To see for the specificity, we've done the westerns, we've done the overexpression, but this repeated a number of times. So I wanna pull, I guess, again, pull blocks to make sure that it's across the tumor and not the handling of these blocks. And then also just maybe if it, it does pan out, maybe look at a bigger study or do some insight you look at the RNA expression of these blocks we also have um, at uridine we not only have the paraffin blocks but we also have matching frozen oh. so that makes it nice yeah. and so we can go look at them um, you know side by side so i'm hoping that might be able to answer the question one step at a time and they're always trying to tell me you can't play with all the origin tools. You have to stay focused. But as a scientist, you know, looking at the different things and having really good tools to play with, to answer a question, you just can't help yourself. And it's been really a, a good thing. First, I analyzed the clones, and I did all the tedious work about optimizing it and, and just the simple characterization. But then I got to ask the questions, and hopefully I'm going to go back and look at this further. I didn't do the analysis of, okay, now I know which ones are tumor cells and which ones are the immune cells. Right. Which one, What is the expression level separating them out? And the reason I want to do this is because not all labs looking at pd one are clinical labs. They're mm-hmm. also research labs. Sure. And I want to give them good research tools to go back and play with this. And not all research labs have instrumentation, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to do it manually. Sure. But we can also work up the protocols from the different labs that are using instrumentation. Mm-hmm they want to do it that way so and, right. yeah
0: well we look forward to the continuation of your research <laughs> thank and you. uh, maybe next year we'll see another poster yeah. telling us a little bit more but yes um, i i hope to be doing this so and adding more markers sounds very good yes well thank you rachel we really appreciate you coming today and talking to us about your your wonderful research All right. and uh, we'll hopefully see you next year okay uh, i hope so too thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of HistoTalks. To hear more great episodes, check us out on Podbean, The Block, or iTunes, keyword Histotox.